I have these friends, Dan and Sheila. I actually they're podcast hosts. Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Dr. Redmond, I guess. Are you though? Uh I guess for this. I, it's hard for this. It's a tough one because you know it's not really about profiling, but also it very much is about profiling. And it very much is about my business. <laughs> no, also specifically, you know, yeah. observing behavior to decide, but you know, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's worth it. That's all I'm saying. Uh-huh. Oh man, but anyway, it's uh I uh it's a rough one. Doubt is uh is is terrible. And I just reread before we were going to do the podcast. I reread that section. Oh yeah, I need to because okay, so quick backstory. The reason we're covering doubt is we watched Priest and Sheila had watched this, read this article that she felt completely misread the movie Doubt. Like just misunderstood it on every level, but she wouldn't tell me what it said because she didn't want me to go in thinking about that when I rewatched the movie. So I've been waiting for weeks to find out. I mean, these are airing two days apart, but we recorded them weeks apart. Oh, weeks apart. And a lot of find out what this. Oh, a lot has happened. Yeah. I cannot wait to find out what the terrible take is. So please hit me with this thing. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, the terrible hate. I not- Oh, and to be clear, you should just watch Doubt. I mean, yeah. we're not going to be this thing. It's like, or you have to listen to our interpretation. Everyone should watch Doubt. It's a fantastic movie. You know, and, and I am sure that people who are not Roman Catholic and people who are not um, involved in the, the horrendous business of child sexual abuse within within or clerical abuse as it's yeah. known in the Roman Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they would come to this, although I still have my doubts, ha ha ha, as <laughs> to whether or not this particular person actually watched the movie. Oh wow. I I I know that the person who wrote the material that she's quoting watched the movie. I yeah. think he's wrong, but I have to read his entire book. Yeah, to get into why. Comments yeah. on officials. Okay. Comments on doubt. Um, except that he did say they they are talking about something called preemption. Okay. The people that are forgotten, and it's, gotcha. it's very literary. the The real problem is that this is this literary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I. You're going to get I, to the point now. I will get to the point because you see, I don't like this book. Clearly. I don't like everything about the book so far. I understand sometimes what she's trying to do, but um and it's I still haven't read the whole book because I can't okay take the time. It because it is one of those things that you're going to read and I will have to respond to and I will be angry about Okay. That. Okay. I gotcha. <laughs> did read a little bit more of it after and I just went oh this isn't the point though um so what happens is just that the problem is that she is comparing 
Bathsheba in the David and Bathsheba story Oof. in the narrative is preempted. Preempted. That means that, yes, she is. Basically, it means she's a literary device on which to hang a story. Yeah. Well, duh. (laughs) She is the object of the story. You know, and she is using Fischl's discussion in doubt about the fact that Donald. Yeah. The little boy that we're Mm -hmm. all talking about. Yeah. Um is basically not in the film at all, except for maybe 15 minutes, all told. Yeah, he's barely there. Yes, he's barely there. Mm-hmm. And so, and, you know, the complaint is, well, nobody is worried about whether, and I'm just going, I mean, here's where I get started, right? Nobody is worried about whether he is gay or whether he is queer or whether um, blah, 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 blah. We don't know whether you know, his rela- his relationship. And I'm going, I'm sure you didn't really see the movie, did you? Well, I mean, the movie I is a little to... concerned about that. Yes. If I... you didn't, uh, like, to, to say that does suggest you didn't watch the movie. Because that is very much a focal point of the entire scene. That fantastic scene with Donald's mother. Yeah, and, and the whole point, and the whole point as well, right, is that... Um, Oh, and they make the point that, of course, the little boy isn't in the play at all. Well, no, yeah. he's not. It's it's the mother, it's Sister Aloysius, and his father, Flynn. Yeah. Those are the three characters in the play. But Wait, no, there's the two nuns. In the play, I oh, now I have to open it up I again. I feel like there's two. Aren't both nuns in the play? Oh, oh, the younger nun. Yeah, the younger nun's there, too. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. So there are two nuns, Father Flynn. And, and then the mother. mother. Yeah. Okay. But it is a short play. It is not very long at all. Yeah. He calls it a parable. Yeah. I get that. Um, so anyway, so the and then the complaint, and then it's all about the doubt is about whether or not, you know, the priest is guilty, and the doubt is about whether or not he really did it and whether he was just mentoring this 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 black child who you know was out of place the only black child in a in the in the completely otherwise white school yeah white school and he was there on a scholarship and mm-hmm. uh, you know and therefore you know he just needed mentoring and on top of everything else he was gay uh maybe you maybe. know but it does seem to be the implication it is the implication other, except that you know Official says that that the it's not clear from what the mother is saying, um, because do, do you not understand the language of the sixties? Yeah, I know. Nineteen sixty four. I think the see. I think the. I, I think the line um, that his father will kill him if he hears this. Yeah. Is this kind of a big kind of a big hint that that's what's going on here? You know, and and whether or not, you know, and but nobody talks like in this article where she's talking about all of this stuff and how there's this, this and this doubt and how horrible Sister Aloysius is. 
basically. And um, it, 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 you know, I'm sort of reading it still this time. It's the second second reading through, so I'm not as shocked as as I was the first time. But I'm going. Do you not understand that this boy got drunk, came yeah. back to class? That's the whole thing. Um, that's what kicked all of this off. That's what kicked it all off. He was off in Father Flynn's room. And he came back stinking of wine and a little drunk. Yeah. Yeah. And then he covered up for Father Flynn by mm -hmm. saying he stole the communion wine. Yep. In which case he was going to, be, this kid was going to be expelled. Yep. School. And you didn't see the priest, you know, standing up for the kid. No. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, it's just like the whole point of the entire story because it's fleshed out in the movie. Oh, yeah. And, you know, in the play, it's it's um, it's 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 different. It the the text, because Shanley wrote the screenplay, the text is the same whenever yeah. it needs to be the same. And then, of course, there's additional text. Mm. But I just... I, I read this and I'm going, yeah, you didn't see the play. And what are you reading? Yes. Okay. You know, if you want to be in in a biblical, in an English department, but I'm going to stop calling this biblical criticism or, or, or even pretending that this has an awful lot to do. Doubt is, I don't know how much, although you would think with a name like Rhiannon, she'd have some understanding of Roman Catholicism. But maybe <laughs> not. Because as I am learning, you know, Roman Catholics don't know. I, I used to be Roman Catholics didn't know anything about the Bible. And of course now Protestants don't know anything about what's in the Bible. So, you know, and then they don't know what's in their own theology. It, it yeah. is, it is, it is stunning. Like that people, you know, um, I'm going, it's not curriculum vitae. It, it, it's not just Vatican II. Have you read Humanity Vitae? Go ahead, read it. Um, it has not been rescinded. It has not been taken away. Yeah. It is still the encyclical that it was. Yeah. And um, but for to get back to doubt, I mean, this was um so well, you also, I mean, in addition to uh Donald being drunk on communion wine. Yeah. You do get the key scene of what she sees with the other boy in the movie. Yes, yes. And of the other boy recoiling from the priest's touch. Yes, and Father Flynn putting Donald's underpants in his locker. Yes. Oh my God. There isn't any doubt that this no. man is guilty. Yeah. You know, outside of the fact that he's as creepy as hell. He really is. Well, no, but I mean, it's like they are supposed to do. I mean, and this is the key. They are supposed to defer to him. Yeah. You know, and it's as simple as that. They are supposed to defer to him. And that's what this is all about. Whatever he says is the word of God and has to go. And it's very frustrating because she's not in many ways a sympathetic character. And oh, that's, Sister Aloysius. Yeah. Oh, Sister Aloysius, yes. Yeah. No, she's, she's not. She's not a sympathetic character. She hates modernism, you know? She's, oh, well, yeah, I, until the very, very end of the, the film, you see this. And she was, she is um, portrayed as, oh, 
people don't think it's they are they were the sisters of mercy i think okay um but anyway it's it's you know um and meryl streep went and spent time with them before she did this with the people you know that would have been involved in doing these jobs Mm -hmm. i mean she's she is the she is the real thing she's like the caricature in the Blues Brothers, right? Of the nun at the very beginning. Right. right? Oh, where I love that laughs, so much. <laughs> I know, where she keeps wrapping their knuckles, makes them sit in that chair. Wrapping and every time they swear, she wraps their knuckles with a ruler. Oh, God, yeah, yeah I know, love that. This sort of thing. It It is an insight into the 60s. You see her relationship with the younger nun. Mm-hmm. She's very young. Oh, yeah. And um, is... You know, I was about to say just out of seminary, and then I'm like, I don't know what they call seminary for nuns. They don't have a seminary for nuns. Well, whatever the nuns' school was. Well, there isn't a nuns' school. That's upsetting. <laughs> no, when you decide that you want to become a nun, you just you become a uh, a period of novitiate, like you have a period of learning what it means to be a nun right you know um what it means to be the specific order you have picked because they're all quite different some are teaching she may actually have a university degree in 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 education oh i think so yes she's well educated um but she has decided that she has a calling and so you go in and you get trained and trained and trained until you take your vows Ah, okay. Can you make it? You make that decision. Yes, this is what, this is my calling. This is what I will do for the rest of my life. Right, and then you just commit to it. Gotcha. And you commit to it, right? And so there's not in in some ways it's not the training that priests get, right? Which is very much. Well, I mean, you literally get a degree in being a priest. Yeah, it's more being, and it's a lot more theology, and of course, oh, yeah. well, I mean, men are more important anyway. <laughs> <They> <laughs> That's get, the attitude. And nuns just get to, like, the gray, the gray nuns of the Immaculate Conception were all in the medical field. Oh, okay. All right? Like, some are in education, some are do, do other types of social work, some are literally cloistered in their convent and they don't yeah. see anyone mm-hmm. there are there are um orders for men as well right that be fairly cloistered oh yeah we have monks yeah yeah so anyway you know it was like like the guy in cracker in the first episode of cracker yeah who just lives away he was he was he was living cloistered mm-hmm. and um so but sister aloysius is very much very much an old school nun very 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 much an old school nun the one where one of my girlfriends there was um a play another play about the nun it's called a nun story okay and one of my girlfriends wanted to go and see it but she'd been raised by french Ursulines, I would assume, French Catholic nuns. Okay. She hated them. She would walk across the street. She would walk to the other side of the street. So she wanted get away from them. (laughs) She wanted to go see this this play, but she didn't want to go alone. So I went to see. Of course. Um. 
you know, and it was easy. She she found, okay, it wasn't so bad after all. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Ursulines were um, partly teaching, but the, these are all very hardcore. Um, there is a way to deal with children. There is an attitude, you know, if, if you don't, they will stray from the path if you do not treat them um, uh, rigidly, I would right. say. For the most part yeah that um, is a very famous way of uh child rearing especially in those circles yes and famous know, theory I mean, of it and all you have to do is listen to the first nations children talking about their experiences yeah the residential schools to understand and even if you get rid of the sexual abuse part of it um, it, the physical abuse was just so foreign. Nightmarish, absolutely. Nightmarish and so foreign. Yeah. But I mean, it was no different than this. Than I went to school in the fifties. Yeah. The early sixties. My sister got the strap. You know, um, they had the principal had the strap. You misbehaved. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. You got strapped. Oof. You know, you got sent. I mean, there was there was somebody who burned half the school down. What? Yeah, my yeah, that was that was Joey and Joey was was fostered from the reserve and Joey was very upset and Joey hid in the school. And, oh. And, and, and after everyone had left and he set it on fire. Okay. And 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 it was the old part, which was a pity. It was the old part that got burned down because of course it was full of wood. It right. Would, yeah. And it took a long time before anyone even knew it was burning because it had those 13-foot ceilings. And oh, was, okay. So everything was contained inside. Yeah, everything was contained inside. It took a long time. It was well well on its way before anybody knew. And, That's crazy. And as we all... Being children, we were not uh, very... Sort of understanding of the fact that that this was horrible although my mother did explain to me that <laughs> because he was being fostered down the, in a house down on our street oh okay i was someone i knew sort of not really yeah it's um, not like you were friends no no and my and, and my mother was uh, rather upset about it all um I would imagine, yeah. She just said the, the poor child. <laughs> yeah. The poor child never had a never had a chance. Not that my mother, you know, I it had to I tell you, being European and coming and seeing some of this stuff was probably very difficult. But to get back to <laughs> this, right? You well, know, no, but I mean it is kind yeah. of this because it's the environment these people grew up in. Yeah. Yes. And and I um it was hard, as I said. Our response was, but couldn't he have done it on a Monday and not a Friday? They had all weekend to figure out somewhere else to uh, put us. Well, no, what happened was because the, the other part of the school. Yeah, the, the stone part. The school, um, had fire doors and um, it wasn't damaged at all except okay. for water. So gotcha. we had it cleaned up by Monday morning. <laughs> oh, God. You know, uh, but yeah, when you hear about some of that, you have this moment of oof, and then you're like, Yeah, I'm wondering why uh, school probably had it coming, and you just 
you just do not envy whatever it is that kid went through. Yeah, and and what he was going through at home. Exactly. I mean, I have met, and these are non-Indigenous children. I can remember one of my friends went out with this this guy, but he got sent off to reform school. Right. And so after he'd done his time, um, he came back out and he he was supposed to go back home. And so what he did was he stood in front of Savoy Jewelers. He broke the window and he grabbed something and he stood there and waited for the police to come send him back to reform school because it was yeah. better for his home life. So yeah, it's understandable. And he would tell that story. Um, it, you know, I, th there were lessons, lessons I learned about very that. early about the way these I, things work. You know, my parents were nowhere near as bad. And I mean, they were still raised with, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child sort of thing. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we're very much, uh, uh, if there's one theme that, how do I put this? Uh, you'll always hear in this show is. We're very much against abusing children and the thing that's con and I mean, oh, that doesn't sound controversial. Yeah, except all physical discipline is abuse. Yeah. And that's the part that people are less great to sign off on. Yeah, they don't want to sign off on that and they don't want to sign off on. And the worst of it is I'm doing this because I love you. Oh, God. You know, and, and blaming children for their own abuse. How can that possibly go wrong? How could that possibly go wrong? And how how are you surprised that love is equated with physical violence? Yep. It's that simple. So, oh, yeah. You know, it, it, it's not difficult. It's just people don't want it to be. They don't want to hear it. Yes. They don't want to hear it. So, but this was, and this, and this. Speaking you know, of physical abuse uh, being presented as a kindness. <laughs> this guy's a monster and the tragedy when you're watching is it's like oh but he's you know he's the progressive priest and he's helping out this disadvantaged black kid and oh my god is there anything more heartbreaking than that scene with his with donald's mother oh who cares if he's going to molest my child at least that way he's got someone looking out for him until he gets to high school. Yeah. Oh. At least till he gets to high school. We can, basically we can, said, yeah. That is basically what she said. Yeah. I mean, it's effectively that we can just hold on and keep him alive until he gets to high school. After that, it'll be okay. Yeah. That's a rough one. Heartbreaking. It was yeah. just heartbreaking listening to that mother. Oh such a good scene you know please don't don't yeah. expel him please yeah. and no i am not going to bring charges and yes i understand what you're saying but this is better yeah it's better than the alternative that better than the alternative and that's what's hard for people mm -hmm. to really understand and that that the other hard the most heartbreaking movie i ever saw in some ways, still to this day, is the one with Brooke Shields. Pretty Which one? Oh, Pretty Baby. Oof. It's oh, a rough one. I cry at the end because it is the same kind of weird position to be in. That, that the child is 
has been raised in a brothel. She was born in the brothel. Mm -hmm. She's been raised in the brothel. She expects to be a prostitute. That's what she's going to grow up. And her life, you see her life and it's not that bad, you know, in terms of as a child and there are other children in the brothel and she's helping to take care of those other children and the other children. And it's, and then the brothels all get closed down. Her mother comes back, but, and then it, it, I won't explain. It's just, I, every time I get to the end, it is so upsetting watching this child. Her mother has come back because her mother leaves at one point because one of the Johns wants to marry her and take her back into the hinterland where nobody's going to know what she did for a living. Yeah. And they have another child and she wants to come back and get her child, her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she does she does go back she finds her daughter because the brothels have all been closed down and everything there's no one to take care of her as she assumes Um, and then at the end you see her just standing on the train station with her mother the new her half brother her the first time she's had something that could be called a father a stepfather yeah. right and she's standing there wearing i think i think it's a tartan skirt and stuff like that and looking just like a 13 year old of a what would we would call a middle class family but yeah right standing on the train station waiting to go back to kansas city and that's heartbreaking and that's Mm -hmm. the position to me that's heartbreaking because all this child has ever known all her life was the brothel and that whole life and her whole worldview, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? It's like mm-hmm. intergenerational. And this was all, this was her entire world. She didn't even understand why the photographer who took her in had no interest in having sex with her. Yeah. He couldn't understand this because he didn't. He was a photographer and he, I would, you know, he was essentially a, well, he was either gay or asexual almost. Yeah. He had no interest in having sex with these women that he took fo- photographs of. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's, it's, but it's the same thing. Like, and you have this boy being put in what today we would call extreme danger. And yet it was better than his home life. And his mother was willing to accept that. Look, and accept that because Father Flynn was protecting her son and nobody was protecting her son otherwise. The entire culture that she lived in, of course, was never going to accept a mm-hmm. queer son, a queer Yep. And um, you have to go, um, yeah, you know, it 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 is hard for people to comprehend that and people get very uptight about it. And I'm going, I understand this poor woman. And yeah. she's stuck and Sister Aloysius is kind of stuck too. Because oh, yeah. the mother doesn't make a complaint. There There's is nothing she can do. She can do about it. Mm-hmm. The mother's only concern is that he does not get expelled. Yep. Because this is his only chance of making it out. Yeah, and 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 it's interesting how they don't ever say homosexual. This is 1964. 1964 Why would they? Yeah. Everybody, they would never use the word 
in both Roman Catholicism. This woman may the not black community, Roman Catholicism. Yeah, like it's not coming up. She may she may be raised. I don't know whether she was Roman Catholic. There are a lot of um African Americans who are Roman Catholic. That's true. Um, but I mean it's really or, I mean it's really she, never clear, but it's not relevant. No. What matters is the quality of school to her, obviously. Yeah. And well, what the issue is is that there is no safe place for this child anywhere no. other than if he can get into a special school because he is really smart. Mm -hmm. And if he can get into high school and he can, you know, it, it get will, his grades and do his school, then he'll be able to get out and he'll be able to have, you know, the comfortable life. life that they weren't able to have. Be an 80s dirtbag. <laughs> Who knows, right? Working on Wall Street. Probably not where the kid ended up, but, you know, I'm just like. Well, no way. What is what is the twenty years later? Like, what is the fancy life that this guy could have? He could have become a lawyer. Hopefully, he became a lawyer, went into government work, something of something of value, anyway. Yeah, that would have been more, I suspect, because how many how many African Americans did you see on Wall Street in '84? Not a ton. No, no, no. I no, I a real don't real white guys club, yeah. He might have even ended up becoming a priest, that which is also an offshoot of yeah. sexual abuse. <laughs> oh, God, is it ever? <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's called identifying with your abuser, and it happens a lot. So anyway, right. Um, I mean, when you look at this child, and if he manages, because that one is never answered. If no. there is one question that is never answered in this film, is what did happen to Donald? No, no, they will never tell you that. Um, you know, you have the confrontation between Sister Aloysius and Father Flynn. Oh. Right? And, oh, because, of course, she starts checking up on him. Because well, no, the, um, the thing is, what I love. All right, so first off, that comes right after you get the amazing scene with him and the younger nun. How fantastic. Is that scene? We don't mean fantastic in a good way, in the sense well, that you know what I mean, right? But it's no. just like, what an incredible scene! Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is like we always talk about how incredible Philip Seymour Hoffman is, yes, and always was. But it's like he's so creepy, and you so know he did it the entire movie, yet that scene still manages to make his case in a way that you understand why Amy Adams is taken in by him. And, and when she and she completely believes him. And if yeah. if, if you sort of accept, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, you know. <laughs> it's I mean it, it it all sounds perfectly reasonable. It sounds perfectly reasonable. Even when he's talking to Sister Aloysius. Yep. He makes it sound reasonable. Until oh, God, he's not yeah. gonna get through to her. She's not oh, yeah. oh. She is not buying it for not one. for one second. But how great! I mean, again, uh, there, there's great scenes, right? There, there's great scenes in movies. Uh, you know, every, everyone loves that. Uh, you know, I mean, I talk about it a lot, right? Uh, about the, the cliched things in a movie where a person will say like sixty percent more than they should have said, and then someone else catches on to it. 
And, you know, you get the, the reveal and I'm like, oh, that's so cliched. And this this is that's not what happens here. Nobody nobody has a slip of the tongue. Nobody. But nobody. Everyone says exactly what they need to and mean to all the time. But it has a moment that feels like when you say the slip of the tongue. I, I mentioned that because I'm just I'm talking about the uh, slightly contrived ending of um, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah. You know, where suddenly Jack Lemon is revealing stuff that he couldn't possibly have known. And and I'm like, oh, okay. A, this is just how stories end. Great. Uh, but <laughs> when you're watching this. every time. I know. Uh, but when you're watching this movie, well, or even any other time, if you watch The Unit, but that's a whole other conversation. Oh, let, let's get back to Doe. We're not going to, we're not going to see you talking about The Unit. Uh, but anyway, uh, what I love, there's this <laughs> moment. And again, it's it's what made him one of the great actors of our time. And again, like, just come on, don't do heroin, people, or do it in a safe injection set. If you, I'm not, again, I'm never going to tell people not to do heroin 100%. It's your life. Go to a safe injection site, have a heroin buddy, hire a nurse if you're so rich, you know, like, just, just don't risk your life the way Philip Seymour Hoffman did, because well, the performance, I know, I know he had a lot of problems. I get it, right? But like the the performances we were robbed of when we lost Philip Seymour Hoffman are just shocking because he has this facade he puts up the entire film. And what? it's a little creepy and it's a little pleasant and he's got a great excuse and he's such a compelling character. And then she's, she reveals that she's been checking up on him. Yeah. Because, spoiler alert, he's been moved. Ev like he's... Yeah, I mean, we all know that how it works. Every every eight months or every eighteen months, he's in a new parish. Yeah. I mean, at the time, you know, who knows what that means? We know what that means today, but you know, but it, no, we've all seen not, Spotlight. Was, we've all read the articles. Yeah, but the thing is, well, we all know, and, and yeah. no, we don't all know. I know. Yes, um, you know. And um, what happens is. Right. Yes, he would be. Sometimes mm -hmm. they would be moved sideways. Yeah. This man, because he was so intelligent and so well spoken, and so part of the. You you know the he would be part of the elite. Oh yeah. The new progressive elite that was not too progressive. No, just enough to make it oh, seem yeah. like modernizing, keep people showing up. A little you know, bit, you fine know, doing his masses in English. Yes, you know, and that he was, and so he would, everything that he did, every move was always a promotion. Yeah. Oh, of course. Now. Because they can't make it look like they're, you know, shuttling a problem priester. Well, no, him, right? Yeah. Because then people would ask questions. Yeah, but if he's constantly getting promoted, who who questions that he's question moving to a new parish? Now he's running a school, you know. Yeah, you know. So and and well, co-running it. Uh, you know, she, he's technically one step below her, but he also has authority over her because it's a patriarch. Well, because no, because he's a priest. Exactly. And priest at the end of the day, nuns have to obey. Yes. Even if she's technically the head of the school. Yes, and. But okay. so yeah, he's put on this wonderful facade the entire movie. Like it is, it is such a great performance. It is such he's so compelling in that scene with Amy Adams, and then he, she reveals that she's been checking up on him, 
And it's like, I called your last parish. And he's like, well, what did, you know, father, whatever say? And he's like, and she's like, oh, I didn't talk to him. I talked to a nun. Yeah. <laughs> and the transformation yeah. that he goes through the minute he finds out that she talked to a nun is it's so incredible to watch. He becomes a completely different person in that minute. You're like, oh, I finally saw the real you. Yep. You know? Finally, after all of this, I finally got to see what the real you looks like. Yeah. It's such a powerful moment. It's so good. Oh, I love that. I love that scene. It's like, and him saying about how you're not allowed to talk to the nuns. Yes, you're not. The idea, no, you're not supposed to talk to the nuns. The men are in, and I mean, what he's saying is the men are in charge. Yeah. There is. The nuns don't matter. Well, the it's not just that. There is a hierarchy. Yeah, there's it an authority. Like yes. other, it's like the military. There yeah. is a chain of command. Mm-hmm. And we are always at the top and you are always below us. Yes. No matter what how he's saying to her. Get. Yeah. You are always below us is the clear. I mean, it's just, I may say it's just what he's saying. You know, it's not subtext. It's what he's saying. Yeah. And all she has to do, the only thing she has to do is say, yeah, I, uh, I talked to a nun. And it all goes away and you know that she was right and you know that he's guilty. And if you had any question whatsoever, it's all gone. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how anybody watches that. And has any Defin question. Has any question that he's yeah. definitely sexually abusing this child. And has been doing it for a while. Yeah. And the mother is not, as I said, the mother doesn't deny. Nope. I No. You know, so it it's it is only when he came back to the school, and it is Amy who was yeah. who noticed that he was uh, drunk and yep. reported it and reported it. Mm -hmm. You know, and oh yeah, you know, and it it is, and then she gets into these fights with Sister Aloysius about how Father Flynn is so good. Yep, Great. and how you only don't oh. like him because. You know, he's fine with popular music at the Christmas pageant and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're he's taking away your power and you're obsessed with your power and all of this. Oh, yeah. I mean, she she swallows the Kool-Aid. Oh, completely. Completely. She's, yeah, well, Father Flynn is Father Flynn. He's, he's so great. charming and he's so likable. And he's just, he just really cares about these kids and, you know, all of that nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. It is a brilliant scene. And it's like, and, but I mean, the thing is, like, the doubt at the end, it's clear that it's like, no, she doesn't get to be sure of things. That's the nature of her job. That's the nature of being in this world of religion. No. You don't get to have certainty. No, 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 no. It's just the opposite. When really? she says, when she is crying in Amy Amy's arms, yeah. What does she call her sister herself? Sister James, sister something like that. Yeah. Anyway, when she is when she is sitting there, and she has that she has the Bible. She's sitting there, 
And she starts and she looks and she says, and I have doubts because first of all, she tells the story that of course it goes to the higher ups, the higher ups move him and move him up again. They don't take it seriously. Yeah, of course. Not, they've moved him to a better school, a more, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, influential school because he's so, yeah. Yeah. Good. And and the nuns and the way they treat the nuns and he can just disparage her because we do see a scene at one point when they're talking about nuns, these these guys, um, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and they just they, they just write them off as as, you know, old ladies. Yeah. I mean, if they weren't priests, they would say who need to get laid. Um, <laughs> you know, that that's the. Oh, yeah. That's the subtext of all of this stuff. Subtext, you know, that uh, because they're not. um because they're not married and with and having children, there's something yep. wrong with them, even though they're not. That's the entire point. Yeah, the entire point, right? Yeah. And um, so and so she's talking to uh Amy and and is talking, and then she starts to cry and cry. She says, I have doubt. Mm -hmm. And what she is talking about is not doubt about Father Flynn. No, she's I'm talking about she has doubt about the church. Yes, obviously, that's what I'm saying. Like when you're in this, well, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, I no, know. like when you're in this religious uh, venue, venue. Oh my God, milieu, and you care at all. Not allowed to have doubt. Doubt is a sin. Yeah, but I think it's what everybody suffers from at the same time. I well, know she's not supposed to, but she has never had doubt in the system before before yeah this is her first experience with doubt mm -hmm. i see what you're saying yeah she's questioning her superiors yeah she's having doubt in the structure she is having doubt in her faith. the value of all of this yes and her faith yeah and that for her is you know akin to having mm -hmm. everything ripped out from under her yeah that's why she's crying doesn't have any doubt about him no I, again i did not think she had doubt about him no my point was that she the there is this doubt inherent in working in the church but you're right that's not the main no, she, message in any way shape or form you see it's not that you say that there is doubt inherent in working in the church there may be today in but not back then, yeah. Well, no, and I mean, that's, I remember back when I was talking to you, when I was like, um, review, uh, like when I was reviewing questionable franchise um, Assassin's Creed, right? And how, like, because it was set in the Middle East, yeah, right? In the 10th, uh, 10th or 11th centuries, during the Crusades. Yeah. And it's like, the film, the film, the game is absolutely steeped with, you know, uh, hip haven't thought this through new atheism right <laughs> it's like all gods are really alien magic blah 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 blah. and i'm like but the problem is and that's that's fine if you want to have that but you don't understand the extent to which religion was a part of everyday life for people in the 11th century yeah it ordered like today we can't we can't 
you know, in any way, like the amount that their all of their life was des designed and defined by their interactions with faith is something that it's like, can't really be imagined today. No, I, I, and that is part of the problem that I'm kind of trying to struggle with when I'm writing this book. Yeah, it is. It is a problem to go back and try and say, look, but people believed. Yeah. And people still need to believe. Mm -hmm. And um, why people want to have, so many of us are relatively comfortable with doubt. Yeah. But when I look back, and I've had to do a lot of this, I started reading the, as I call it, Jesus et al. Bible. <laughs> I have gotten my name and that's nice. I'm sticking with it. And um, you know, I started reading it again, and it's just like, oh, 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 like from beginning, I'm going to read. I've gotten through Matthew, Mark, I'm almost at the end of Luke. Okay. The one I am dreading is John. Yeah. Even more, because John is really the core of what you would call um. Christianity as it developed right. is, is ultimately around the core of John becomes how people understand. Yeah, uh, anyway, and then I'll go and to the structure. Romans and then, then, then I'll get to Romans, but mm -hmm. I'm going to read it from beginning to end, but it's just like, okay. And I've decided I'm trying to read it and forget about all of the, all of the things, Yeah, <laughs> all of the things you get told and explained and everything else. Okay, I'm reading this cold. Now it's yeah. hard to read cold. Of course, you've been living with your entire life. This is this is my life. I mean, I, oh yeah, but I'm going. Okay, so that's that's the Calvinist thing. That's the Lutheran thing. That's the mm -hmm. that's the that thing. I can, I can actually see. But all I am finding is there isn't anything that people decry and say is horrible, and that's not Christianity. I'm going. Yes, it is. Jesus said this. Yeah. Paul said that. Timothy said this. Mm -hmm. In Hebrews, it says this. It you know because I go back and forth as I am reading from beginning to end, and there there isn't. And you people, that's not really. No, it is. Yeah. If you are going to take this book as the final revelation, this is the. This is it, the sine qua non of revelation. Yeah. Then you better, and you can pick between maybe, maybe you can pick between Catholic, Lutheran, and, and Reform. Sure. Maybe, sort of, but you know, the biggest difference is, is actually the idea of whether or not you can wash away original sin. Yeah. Roman Catholics believe you can, Lutherans believe you can. Calvinists go the reform tradition, the Presbyterians, etc. No, forget it. No, we're all damned. We're all damned. Everything <laughs> is predestined. We're all damned. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, well, or no, the elect are saved. That's the true. Catholic. You're right. But even the, but that's all predestined. So it doesn't matter what you do. Yes. Well, yes, except except that. Well, anyway, I'm not going to get into that that one. 
Except that's a whole other conversation. You're right. There I am. There I am reading along in my. Oh yes, and there's Jesus talking about the elect. Okay, mm -hmm. all right. Yeah, this is where, see where it comes it. from. Yeah, I can see where it comes from. It's not coming from nowhere. You know, <laughs> it's just like you know, and going all the way back to Adam. Yes, you you vipers, right? You hypocrites, all the way back, all the way back. Yep. You have all this blood on your hands, and I'm just going, ah, oh, geez. <laughs> you know, so if you, and basically, I would say most people don't believe anymore that every word, jot and tittle in the book yeah. is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the of truth. Of course not. But do. there are still, you know, the dead enders out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's and they're growing. The dead yeah. ends are growing because that's that's the fastest growing. Um yeah, extremist version. white wing uh Christianity. Well, it's not even not even white and because it is the fastest growing right around the world. It's not yeah. I, I'm not talking about particularly the white nationalist version of it. No, there's but right it's extremely right wing even without the white nationalist ones. Well, no, it doesn't have to be extremely white right wing. It has to be patriarchal. As if there's a big... No, because you still have the social gospel part of it. That's true. You see? Like, the, you can't get rid of the social gospel part of it. So you do have all of that parts of it as well. It's just that men still run things. Yeah. Right? And, and men still do what Father mm -hmm. Flynn basically did to Sister Aloysius. Yeah. Dismissed her. She's, she, she's. Dismissing and gaslighting. Yeah. And it, as she can't be gas, Amy Acker is gaslit. Amy Adams. Sister Alo, Amy Adams. Um, but Sister, Sister Aloysius can't be gaslit. Nope. Detriment. Yeah. To her detriment because she does not accept the church's basic ruling on this she has doubt yeah you're not allowed to have doubt it really is fantastic like what this character is going through like it's yeah. so easy and again it's it's the brilliance of her performance that at the start of the movie you were given every reason to say oh She's just one of those nuns. Yes. You know, the stereotypical hard-ass nun that's impossible to be sympathetic. Like, you completely get it, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's what you, you're thinking she's... she's you understand exactly, you think you understand exactly what they're getting at. You, uh, you think you understand who this character is, but it's so much more complicated and there, she is so much richer than she first appears. Yeah. Well, it, it, all of these... Uh, these two main characters. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we talk about Phil Philip Seymour Hoffman, but Meryl Streep. Oh, you know, I mean, do I you think... have to talk about how Meryl Streep is a national treasure and the best actress just in the world? In perpetuity? <laughs> but periodically, like, I don't, I, like, sometimes I go, but I don't understand yeah. about Meryl Streep, right? And then I watch something she's in and I go, oh, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's the best at this. <laughs> She she inhabits, she persuades you 
Mm -hmm. Every single solitary time, there is no one like her no. that I have ever seen. No, she just, just isn't. And um, you know, there there are a few Brits around, but nothing, nothing like Meryl Streep. No, and it's as uh, simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, this as a movie, it was superb and it was even i mean today it's even clearer in 2004 it may or may not have been as clear as it should have been yeah i still insist that shanley was working out that that father flynn is essentially his uncle paul okay um oh i don't know if anybody knows about covenant house i still will never i mean i i, I cannot because of there's there's a book if anybody wants to know the story of covenant house you can read this this uh book called broken covenant um but covenant house was supposed to take care of street kids right in New York. that's how it started and there is a covenant house or there was i don't know if there still is i think there still is in toronto and like big cities yeah covenant house was this roman catholic uh run a homeless shelter basically mm -hmm. for street kids and um his uncle paul shanley who was a member a card carrying member of namla Oof. and if that wasn't your first clue um and so it was all very iffy the church never defrocked him the church never and i still think that um Shanling was is working out. God only knows what he's working out, but he's yeah. working out like his son, like his uncle may never have abused him. Right. I'm not suggesting that at all. But yeah, the accusations were, of course, that he, not only he, like the uncle and and other priests took a, took advantage of these boys. And of course, like with Mount Cashler, Cashel, they weren't listened to. Yeah. The police just thought they were. We saw that. We see saw that in Criminal Minds with Shamar Moore. Yep. Who the where the minister, right? The mm -hmm. police just thought he was dirt because, you know, the minister just, oh, I just. Well, no, I mean they do such a good job of picking on marginalized children, children and marginalized in marginalized communities because they know that their complaints will not be taken seriously yeah. Yeah. you know like that's no, why they're the most likely to be abused yeah. you know you want to know why uh gay and trans kids are the most likely to be abused because people won't take them seriously when they complain like that that's why yeah. you know it's it's monstrous but it's 100 true like you you pick your easy victims like, for example, a gay black child at an all-white Catholic school. Oh, yeah. And as I said, and it's never made clear whether... I suspect he must have been raised Catholic. That's the... I suspect... Probably, that. yes. But um, because otherwise, why would they bring him in? Yeah. You know, um, and I can't imagine... This is pre-busing. Yeah. Yeah. 
and his <laughs> ch child wasn't going to survive in his own public yeah, school. And exactly. so she must have she must have talked to the priest in her own parish. And got him there, yes. Yeah, and got him there. And then I think so. I think that's the implication of this. Yeah, that's the implication. And um and then this happens. Oh. That this is because yeah. he's like he's been put in a vulnerable position. Yeah, and yet he was he was more vulnerable than he is here. Yeah. And that's the that's the horror of one of the horrors of this story. Mm -hmm. Is that is the mother. It's so hard to listen to the mother. And I yeah. think that people do have difficulty with that. Rationalizing anything to help. To understand why this mother. Mm -hmm. We live in such a black and white world for this. World, right? Yeah. This. And you you just go, yes, but some things some things are worse, like being dead. Oh yeah. And um yeah, she just wants to keep her boy alive. You know, she just wants to keep her boy safe until he gets to uh, a decent high school. A decent high school. And if that means this priest abusing him, well, you know what? At least he'll be alive and at least he'll get to the high school. When I think Jesus. of all of those, all of those Catholic parents. Yeah. Who spent tuition. I know. To send their kids to Catholic high school. To Catholic elementary schools. Yep. And it's really school. horrifying. And high schools. Mm -hmm. Like I sometimes I'm just going, you have no idea. Yeah. You know, I was talking to somebody actually just yesterday, because I was at the university and we were talking. And I said, she says, Yeah, she said people talk about it. She's Catholic, right? And she right. said, you're trying to explain, but it's not all priests. And she said, yeah. and she was sort of explaining it. And I said, yeah, I said, it's about 10%, but the damage that they can do. Yeah. Because one. Well, yeah. One can molest, abuse, you know, ruin the lives of so many kids. Yeah. And, and they, yeah. And then they get moved around. So they always have new victims. Because, yeah. like, if they were just abusing a kid or two and then getting caught and then getting jailed, it would be one thing. But, you know. They Jesus. just got moved around. They just got moved around. And, moved and the thing is, it's like, again, to be clear, we're talking a lot about Catholic priests because of, you know, the institutionalized uh, monstrousness and the cover-ups. But this happens in every religion. Oh, like, you give a guy power, you give a man power, he's going to, he's going to, it's going to attract the kind of people who want to abuse that power. Oh, that just seems to be true. You give anyone that kind of power. Yeah. Male or female. Exactly. It's the structure of but it's authority. Mostly male. Yeah. It's mostly male because of, you know, the patriarchy that we've all been living in since we started building cities. Yeah. You know? It's mostly men who have that kind of um, yeah. all power. Oh, yeah. And power, right. Again, you know, I mean, the school uh, system was built, uh, but it in this is what I try and you have to try and explain that to people too. Look, one yeah. doesn't isn't picking on the Catholic Church when they say, "Look, it's an institution." Mm -hmm. The Anglicans have the institution. I mean, even the United Church in Canada had sixty cases. Yeah, in their recent, and this is just having to do with with the schools. 
right? Mm -hmm. um, and you give these people unfettered power and say that the power comes from God, no matter how you slice it. It's uh -huh. a religious school. Yep. And all of them went to a religious school. And um, you can see this in some of the reading I'm doing. Um, a lot of these colonized places, right? Now trying, trying to deal with the fact that so many of them, most of them, I'm not talking about India. India is obviously, but a lot of places, they're all Christian. Mm -hmm. they're, they're Anglicans, they're Catholics, they're Baptists, they're Pentecostals. They're whichever, which, they're whichever missionaries got there first. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm reading a lot of stuff out of South Africa, and they're trying to deal with um, how you can how you can square the authority that the Bible gave to missionize, evangelize, whatever you want to call it, yeah. and then use wield their power based on this these holy scriptures and yet you're still believing and you've got these holy scriptures and what do you do with them and how do you change them and how do you reread them and right. there's and i can't remember this guy's name he was i don't know is he in rhodesia maybe somewhere Ooh. i can't remember but his first name was canaan i always oh, remember wow. his first name is canaan and he has written a book but he just said you just take the whole thing and throw it out yeah i just Re, re, you know, redo it. Um, there are out of where was? Do you ever remember Friday Move On? No. He was he was one of the he was one of the candidates for he was doing his PhD in our department. Yes, okay. you know he wasn't interested in me because I already had children. <laughs> um, right, and I was yeah. divorced, so you couldn't take that back to. I don't know where he was. Uganda, maybe. I don't know. Okay. In maybe Lagos, Lagos. Right. And you know, and so he sort of would have liked to have taken one of our. Well, your nanny. <laughs> oh. Oh yes, he was. You know, but she was. She wasn't having none of it either. But anyway, he was. Um, but he was interesting. He did. Um, he did his PhD in sociology of religion. Okay. Uh, uh, Lumumba, Lumumba, Lumbu. Why I can't gotcha. remember the name right now. But anyway, th this guy had and had just melded sort of traditional religions, Christianity, and Islam. Huh. Right. And it, it was relatively fast growing at the time in Nigeria. I don't know if it's what happened to it because they were followed up on it, but it was fascinating. His work was fascinating. His interviews were fascinating. You know, you just start up uh, a whole new thing, but you take whatever it is you have. Well, and I mean, this, and the thing is, it's not like I don't understand why they do this. Uh, it has a, a track record of working all over the world, after all. It really does. Like, it is a it is a successful thing, this religion. These, Business. Uh, this yeah. religion. It's <laughs> the religion business. There's no better way to describe it. You're right. Uh, but yeah, like it's it's a well-established moneymaker, you know? Like that's why that's why all of the grifters in America wrap themselves in the Bible, you know? Or if you're an idiot, 
hold the Bible above your head like you've never held a book in your life? <laughs> yes, oh. we won't go there. But look, it, it doesn't matter. All of the, like, we, we tend to think of established religions, right? So Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, the big ones. Right. Islam. Um, and Wherever you go, you get these men abusing their power. It, it just is, it just happens and it does it is not and you can and i mean there are, there are parts where the scripture is it is it awful for me to say excuses it no i call it enables it that's that's I mean, nice. yeah that's the nice word for it enables it yeah i'm not going to say it causes it <laughs> enables it for sure yeah simply because of the nature of I mean, yes. the one thing that's striking me right now mm -hmm. is as I'm reading all of this, oh my Lord, Jesus is a cult leader. Yeah. Well, you know, I was just rewatching, um, it's funny, I was just rewatching uh, Babylon 5. Bird right? without the sex. I'm rewatching re re Babylon 5. Yeah. Right? And, you know, the whole, the, the psychics show up. And they want to, they want to, you know, they want their own little Israel to hide out on, you know, they want their, their psychic homeland. Yeah. Right. And you watch it and Byron's entertaining, but like, I mean, it's clear what Byron is there to do. They're retelling the story of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like they're just, it's, it's not subtle the way they're like retelling the story of Jesus Christ. Like it's not a subtle performance, but what's fascinating watching it is like, how creepy and culty Byron is. Well, not only how creepy, I've always thought that. Yeah, he's so but that creepy. Lita so becomes culty. Lita he's... becomes his Paul. Exactly. Lita that's... is his Paul. Exactly. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Because she's been changed by the Warlons. Yep. And those of you who haven't watched Babylon 5, please you need to watch, watch Babylon it. 5. It's perfect. And you need to watch it more than once. To get everything. Because I, the I thing is, we're not gonna year. we're not gonna spoil a lot, right? Um, but the fact is, watch it once and then be amazed at everything that happens and then watch it a second time and see that every every single thing that happened is foreshadowed better than you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Well, and Michael. He set up perfectly. And J. Michael Straczynski. Straczynski, because he set up these different religions. Yeah. As I said, on the whole, I'd rather be a Mumbari. Oh, yeah. Um, Mimbari, but even it's got its problems and oh, it's God, got yeah. all of its. It, there isn't one of the religious systems that he creates mm -hmm. for Babylon five, the Babylon five worlds that doesn't have its own problems, its own yeah. problems. And he is, but he talks about this because, of course, he's Straczynski, he was raised Polish Catholic, yeah. You know, and it wasn't good enough. He in the early days when we used to have before really the internet, there's a lot of material that he wrote and explained, and I don't know where it is now. I'm sure I can find it somewhere if one did a deep dive, it's all archived somewhere. Yeah. Um, but he I'm did sure. a lot of writing when it was on. And right. Remember it was on in the 90s. Yep. And, um, but yes, and it's, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, about the only thing I can say about about sort of Jesus, and then we'll move on to Paul, but for, uh, Jesus, as I'm reading this, is going, 
yeah, he couldn't care less about sex. That's the one thing. Yeah, that's that's right in there. Didn't seem didn't seem to, you know, be a, an issue at, mm-hmm. at all. Anything that drove him. Yeah. It was, um, and he was constantly on the move as opposed to setting himself up in one place. Yeah, he was constantly, he was, he was a roving preacher. He was a roving, he was a roving prophet, a roving mm-hmm. rabbi, whatever you want to call him. It's, it's even, it's pretty clear. Oh, yeah. That's, that was the case. And he was on a mission. Mm-hmm. And that was it, it is it's it's interesting reading it again, but it is I'm going to oh, I get it at one point, you know, and then it takes me. As I said, I woke up one morning thinking, do this, you know, singing singing these songs that I used to sing at Galilean Bible camp. <laughs> you know, well, no, because you're reading it, it's unlocking all of these memories. Oh yeah, all, all these, these past memories. associations, obviously, yeah. yeah. You know, the only th- the good thing I can say about it, because there are some of them that are like, I've always focused kind of on the bad, you know, the negative parts of it. But yeah. when I've got all these memories, like, yeah, they've been they've been tinged because of what happened to me and how I've yeah. processed and whatever. But when I'm looking back at them now and when I'm reading the Bible, I'm just going, yeah, I've got all sorts of good memories attached to them. The only problem is, is that I'm reading the NRSV, which is the new revised standard version, mm-hmm. right? And of course, my head keeps going back to the King James version. Ah, yeah, and, of and course. That's that's what you what you grew up on. Not only what I grew up on, but what I memorized. Yeah, I mean, so much of this I have memorized, mm. right? and it and it's not um, it's not one of those negative um experiences it it can be depressing in some ways that people still you know um it, yeah. it's hard it 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 is hard in some ways thinking of this in 2023 right yeah. that that we haven't resolved so many of these issues but the system but it's systemic, right? I mean, it, it's well, it's, and that's you know, that's at the core. It's a worldview. It's a worldview that is that, and that's what we see when we try and talk about gaslighting, right? Yeah. With Father Flynn to get back to doubt, is is the gaslighting, right? There is a worldview. There mm-hmm. is an entire structure that feeds in and of itself. Once you accept the basic premise, yeah, you know, then then all things can be explained and, oh yeah um, then it takes a shock to the system to go wait a sec mm-hmm. uh, there's something wrong here now me, oh, yeah i had to figure out what was wrong yeah. and it's taken me a lifetime to figure out what was wrong yeah well, but, i think that's part of what's so interesting about this story is it is really about a woman yeah. Like, what have I been doing all of this for my whole life? My whole life, she has had certainty her whole life. Yeah. She has been certain. And this takes us back to priest. Remember, mm-hmm. like I said, we were going to do it. We sh- if we had done them closer together, we would have connected them more. Yeah. But we took about three we weeks We took off. three weeks off, yes. Yeah. And, and what happens, right, is this certainty. And remember, yeah, right, that, that conversation. 
that, yeah, that he has that, certainty that he had certainty of his calling yeah. right just like the other had certainty of his virginity yeah <laughs> right yeah the gift of oh that's so funny that's the gift he had yeah. the gift of and he had the gift of certainty yeah and sister Aloysius had the gift of certainty yeah and then it was destroyed and then it was taken away from her yeah it was taken away from her by this why this guy and the way that the everybody is happy to uh yeah happy to cover for him yeah and of course needless to say as i am reading matthew mark and luke i come up with this <laughs> didn't i oh yeah okay that's the gift of certainty yes of course yeah right? well it was funny when i'm watching this because i just i i yes. i know it's weird that i watch spotlight as much as i do but spotlight is such a good movie yeah that I am just fine just turning it on and enjoying it. Yeah. Because it really is like such a, an amazing performance by everybody. Like it's just a great movie. And thinking of it as an accompaniment for this yeah. is interesting because like it really is about the kids who went to these schools in the 60s, you know, 40 years late, uh, 30 and 40 years later. Okay, so did we do a did we do a thing on Spotlight? We didn't. We may rewatch Spotlight and talk about it because you know, it's it's the perfect third thing to go with these two movies, isn't it? Yeah. So we could have it on on a Tuesday. Yeah, we'll probably do that next Tuesday, everybody. Uh, but anyway, yeah, but it's like doubt is a masterpiece, and it's a masterpiece because of that performance. And the thing is, you're right. When I when I associate um, the reason the doubt isn't surprising for me at the end is because when I think about religion. I think of this like this the, the doubt that must necessarily come with faith, like this crushing what if I'm wrong that I, I always imagine religious people have in the back of their head unless they're, you know, have never spent any time uh, thinking about things. But you're right, the world, but the, that's because of the world I grew up in. And in a very real way, like this is about and I, I hate to call it the loss of innocence, but it's the loss of that world where that kind of surety could be possible. Yeah. Where the idea that anyone could with a straight face say, well, the church is a force for good in the world. You know? No, I yeah. And that is, yeah. It's Without really 80 caveats. Yeah. A Lutheran father, a Roman Catholic stepfather, a exactly. mother who yeah, was exactly. raised like, in the United Church in a yeah. church that had originally been Methodist. Yeah. No, and I, I have been surrounded. Parents, yeah. By parents who were Calvinists. Yeah. Surrounded yeah. my entire life by, you know, the the crumbling of the church as a, both in my own life, with all the people who surrounded me, my entire family, and society at large, I have been like watching the gradual, you know, deconstruction of the church as a force in society. And now the idea that anyone could, with a straight face, like I said, you know, describe the Catholic church as a force for anything, but, you know, kind of sinister behavior in the world is insane to me. Like people, I, I, I look at people who are talking about, uh, you know, these horrific scandals that we're getting with the residential schools. And I'm like, yeah, I would be more shocked if 
I didn't know that that's exactly what they were doing. Like we already knew that this is the kind of stuff they've been doing abroad for hundreds of years. Did we really think they weren't doing it to At our all. indigenous people here in Canada? No, there just wasn't any evidence yet. Like I'm, I'm glad the evidence is coming out and whatever justice we can get for these people, these victims of this horrible system, we have to get. But it's like, I'm not going to pretend to be surprised by any of this. I'm not going to pretend to be shocked by any of this. Yeah. How can you be? How can you be? It was just like Mount Cashel broke. Yeah. Right. And then I'm going, okay, we're going to see lots of stuff sort of in in the Maritimes and mm-hmm. in Maine and Vermont and stuff like this, like, because they're Christian brothers. Yep. That means they're Irish. And that means we're going to get lots of crap out of Ireland. And <laughs> yeah. because, and sure enough, you know, when it starts, but then people think, oh, but why? why? No, they're all so shocked at them going, these guys. It's all the same guys. It's all the same guys, and they just send their guys off. And they move them off to different places, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not just the parishes, right? Yeah. And and it's just like, come on. You know, yes, they might be only 10% of the population of of the priests in the Roman Catholic Church, but they can do a friggin' lot of damage. Yeah. And by the way, like... And they Do you know what kind of world we'd be living in if 10% of all teachers molested children? Jeez, yeah. Think about that. And the only difference is uh, teachers don't get to say they're divinely inspired and working for God. No. You know? I mean, it's like cops. Same thing. Uh, I mean, there it's, not, um, there it's not child abuse, although there's plenty of that. Um, the famous statistics that, you know, like, of all cops beat their intimate partners. Yeah. Like 40%. That's an insanely high number. Right? Like that is, that blows all predictable things out of the water. But it's like when you're, when you exist in a society where you don't get to be questioned and violence is the answer to all your problems, spoiler alert, it bleeds over to you beating your spouse and your kids. Right. And but it's it's just like the church. We live in a society that expects us to defer to their authority. Yeah. I mean, with cops, you I mean, with (laughs) with religion, it's religious and social pressure with cops. It's literally legal pressure to defer to their authority. Well, I don't know. I mean, when God God tells you that this is what you're supposed to do. Well, no, but I mean, that's you make a good point. But that goes back to how up until the past 40 years. You know, the the it has less effect now, but up until the last 40 years ago, the priest was God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the priest uh, in a very fundamental way was God in the eyes of the people. And so it be it created the system where, as you say, it it made this abuse inevitable. Yeah. You know, it really did. Mm. It made the the abuse, it it had to be possible. Yeah, and because it was, it has been a problem time and time again. Yeah, in the church, like the church has been trying to deal with this. It's well, it's, it's almost and, like it's an unholy sacrament. Yeah, it's really Sorry, it's just I've, I've been pitching that she called the book unholy sacrament for like a decade. Yeah, it ain't gonna happen with this one. This I one, know. this one's gonna be called. It's in the book. Yeah. I know. <laughs> 
yeah, you know, it's crazy. Uh, or who knows if, as I said, it it is it is crazy. We'll see what title you get away with. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But you know it it is, and but people believe. I mean, how did how I mean. You look at Jim Jones, and they all stand yeah. out. And you look at David Berg. Oh Oof. my God! Yeah. You know? I mean, I still, I just sort of cringe at uh, at David Berg. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was that was just the children of God. Oh, but it's Christianity. Yep. No, and I'm debating whether or not to say, okay, so if you were a child of God, because like basically Paul and Jesus didn't say all that much. Well, Paul did, but you know, yeah, really speaking about about sort of like I wouldn't say that. I mean, we we are upset at the idea of women who have to obey their husband. Paul was not as no, no, you should marry. You know, I mean, I read the whole section on. I mean, we always focus on better to marry than burn. But he did say, no, no, no. If, if you can't be continent, really, you got to get married. <laughs> right? You know? Oh, yeah. Okay. So you got to, you, you should get married. He didn't say it was a sacrament. <laughs> but it was just like, yeah, you know, like, really, you know, you have to have this kind of a a, a, a constant, this constant relationship. Yeah. And consistent relationship. That is better than going out and seeing prostitutes. That is better than everything else. If you do not have the gift of celibacy, because <laughs> you could be celibate, right? Yeah. But that's a far cry from what happens with the pastoral letters, for example. Oh, gee. Mm-hmm. That's when the, the shit really starts to hit the fan. And but actually- before we get too much into your book. Yes, never mind. We're going to wrap it up here with our statement that doubt... I- if you just listen to us, you might get the idea that doubt is only for people who care a lot about the Bible and the Catholic Church and the story of uh, abusive priests. Like, I get why you would think that if you just listen to our podcast, because <laughs> it takes us down these rabbit holes because it's so such a powerful example of this subject and it brings up all of the other stuff that we're thinking about it. But fundamentally, if you haven't still somehow haven't seen doubt, um, I cannot stress enough how good it is just as a drama. Oh, it is. Impeccably made. Yep. And you can say, well, it's slow and it's quiet. Yeah, because you know what? It's adapted from a play. But it's so powerful. And the build is so well done. Yeah. It really is. Even to the guy who gets kicked out of school, right? He, you know, I smoked or whatever he was doing, right? The minute he gets away from the school, starts smoking. (laughs) I know. You know, and is thrilled like you always were to be, you know, sent home. Oh, God, that's the dream. That was the dream. Get get sent home. Yeah. That wasn't a punishment. That was more like, oh, good. I got some time to myself. I can do what I want to do. That's like I said, that's the dream. All right. So we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much. Uh, We're probably going to be back with Spotlight soon. So look forward to that. Uh, But for now, 
if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's any profiling related fiction you'd like us to check out, drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If uh, you're listening to this on an app or podcatcher, please be sure to rate or review it or and review it. Uh, that's how people find the show. We're going to see you back here next time for more Profiling Criminal Minds. But until then, I'll say that's right. Au revoir. Have a good week. 